Thank you. Okay, you know your kid won the goldfish in that little baggie from the school fair and you didn't want that nasty thing in your house, so you told your kid it ran away, but what you really did was flush it down the toilet? Well, this is what happens, okay? See what I'm talking about? Don't lie to your kids. Welcome to... Welcome to Acnic Commentary, and today we where we use our perspective on talking about random episodes that we created in the home of Anchor.fm. Welcome to Acnic Commentary. I'm your host, Gavin Richard, and this is a new episode of Acnic Commentary. Now, just a heads up, I'm so sorry that we are not making video—I mean, podcast episodes as often as we did in 2021. It's just that we're just focusing on other things, too. And we will come back with new videos this month, I promise. Short Shorts. Short Short 7 is coming. So, let's get right down to the thing that we're doing. Okay, so, if you have seen my YouTube channel, a completely normal YouTube channel, that's the name of it. You have seen my characters, Blimpy, Enzo, Otto, Axel, Apple, yada, yada, yada. So I've been noted, I've been doing a little research recently over what kinds of Easter eggs have been appearing from my characters, and we have proof that these characters actually did exist before they got put on YouTube on July twenty first, twenty nineteen. So this is a whole different cycle here. So let's go ahead and talk about that. So let's start off with Fruit Fallout, the show itself. As a whole, Fruit Fallout, if you're probably wondering right now what Fruit Fallout is. So Fruit Fallout, Fruit Fallout is a series that was created by my real f- friend, Crystal Baraclow, who is known today as Anonymous Eevee Presence. In Baraclow's version, Fruit Fallout was a show about when humans went extinct and fruits rolled the planet during an apocalypse. The main character is named Blimpy, a small blueberry that used to live in a box with some other blueberries. Until they died, then Blimpy met Enzo, a clever, tall carrot who turned out to be a monster who wanted to end fruit life, dead or alive. The villain in Fruit Fallout is named Eclipse. He also wanted to end fruit life by sending alive gargoyles across the world to eat the fruit so Eclipse can rule the world. Baraclo version only had three episodes because Fruit Fallout took a while to make. Then, in June 2019, Crystal Baraclo officially announced the cancellation of Fruit Fallout and gave me the rights to make the show, so I won't get sued. And, I, the episodes, they're not, the, the original channel, Crystal Baraclo's, the channel, doesn't even, it's not called that anymore. And I still have, I still had the episodes, like, the entire time, and so I just gave them to my friend, and he recently put them, re-uploaded them to his YouTube channel, just like an archive or something. Anyways, let's get to the Easter eggs. So, you know how there are shows that have talking foods in them? This is pretty much like that. So, pretty much like shows where there isn't entirely talking food, or there's a universe where there's humans and talking food. You know, shows like, I don't know, Apple and Onion, 
fruit, I mean, pickle and peanut, aqua tea and hunger force, annoying orange, stuff like that. Those shows, those are all exhibits that all have talking food in a specific point of the show. And, 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 you know, the main characters are always talking food. Isn't that crazy? There's at least a couple of shows like that. And just a heads up, I've not seen all the episodes for each of these shows, so I can't really depict what that would mean to watch them. Then there's shows like Chowder, where people are not talking foods, but people are named after foods, like, you know, Mung Dal, Schnitzel, Endive. Those are all foods. And those are actual characters in the show. So, no wonder are we just going to have to look at this a whole different way. Because Fruit Fallout has talking food and are named after food that are representing them. Then there's the fact that there's Fallout, like the video game, and that you can find Fruit in Fallout. Now, this one's not very impressive because you can find a lot of fruit in video games. So, this doesn't really apply to anything crazy like that, but it does make a little sense in the fact that Fallout, the games, are basically being played annually every single time. So, that's pretty interesting, right? That's the origins of Fruit Fallout. Now, if you'll excuse us, we better move on to the next thing. Okay, now let's get right down to the main characters of Acnic. First of all, with Blimpy. Who is Blimpy, you may ask? Blimpy is supposed to be a alive blueberry, or at least the only alive blueberry during the original setting of 4016, since the rest of his blueberry buds died from getting stomped on by a giant human being. So, if you could... So, good thing he wasn't the only alive berry of 4016. Since Barry was introduced in episode 1 of the original Fruit Fallout series, when Blimpy first appeared in Actic, I gave him his voice of a mix between, like, some sort of Teslo from Mixel's impression, based on the look I gave. Now, before I start representing the Easter eggs that are appearing related to Blimpy, I should warn you that these are actually pretty interesting stuff. I had no idea that these were all things that were just sort of, like, popping up. So, that's pretty cool, right? Anyways, let's get right down to it. First, there's that cringy, awful YouTuber who really doesn't even know what he's actually doing. I'm not going to reveal his name because it's completely evident what he's called. Then, in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, there's actually a little inflatable suit that sort of appears in a few episodes of the show. I've recently discovered that this was a thing, but it's called the Blimpy Blazer. It's basically like an inflatable suit. You put it on, and you basically just fly like a blimp or something. That's probably... And it doesn't even look like a blazer. It's basically an inflatable, ginormous suit. It's like it's like one of those inflatable sumo wrestler thingies. It's like basically one of those. It's not even a blazer. It's basically just like a giant inflatable suit. Why would they call it that in the first place? So, if you have... So, if you see Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, be sure to keep this in mind, because this is a real thing that they actually put in the show. And I'm kind of... And I recently discovered this existed. 
then there's Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. When, 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 when Anonymous Evie presented me Blimpy for the first time, and I didn't know Fruit Fallout was coming up back then, I thought that it was just a representation of Stimpy, but it was not. It was just, I guess it was some sort of a teaser for Fruit Fallout coming up, because it was... The show was being developed in 2018, it was finished, and the show got uploaded in 2019. Sort of what I did for my albums. Then, there's an actual submarine restaurant chain called Blimpy. Except that it, it's not spelled B-L-I-M-P-Y. It's spelled B-L-I-M-P-I-E. Like, that's, it's all over the country, actually. If you are in the city... Like, if you're in a giant city or something, you should probably check to see where your nearest Blimpy restaurant is. It would be... It's only gonna attract gold diggers. Now, this doesn't really make a lot of application to the actual thing, but there's a character in Popeye called J. Wellington Wimpy, but he sometimes mistakes himself for Blimpy. So that's pretty much where that all seems to come together, right? Because J. Wellington Wimpy, you probably heard of him, but... If you've seen Popeye long enough, then you would have known who he is. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Then, then there's actually, like, a restaurant in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where the students of the University of Michigan hang out. It's called C Crazy Jim's Blimpy Burger, or shortly, Blimpy Burger. And in an old episode of Food Network's Divins, Diners, Drivens, and Dines, there was one episode that came out like in 2009 where Guy Fieri visits Blimpy Burger. So when I'm cruising the quad at the University of Michigan in my Mac 67 Camaro, a question comes to mind. Where should I eat? Now if you ask anybody in the student body where to go for the bomb burger, they're going to say Crazy Jim's Blimpy Burger. And when I saw this episode, I took a look at this episode when I got home from school, and I was pretty, pretty psyched to hear Guy Fieri say the name Blimpy. Not many people understand what that would meant, even if you did say that, but Guy Fieri actually visited this restaurant in Michigan called Blimpy Burger. And this is pretty interesting to me, because I discovered this was a real restaurant way back when. Like, during the good old days of, like, how Blimpy and Enzo used to reunite, like, to make a restaurant in that one unreleased episode. But I'm just so psyched to hear Guy Fieri say Blimpy's name. And Blimpy, the blueberry, didn't really exist back then. So, shoutouts to Guy Fieri for visiting that restaurant a long time ago. Then, there was a scene in The Simpsons where Blimpy is mentioned, like... So this doesn't really imply to the situation, but Homer's basically just grabbing a pickle, like he just has a pickle in his hand, he looks so miserable, he's in the kitchen, sitting at the table with a pickle in his hand, looking so miserable, pretending the pickle's some sort of blimp or something, and he's just singing this song, Blimpy Boy, which is a parody of the song, Georgie Girl, which I would assume would make a lot of sense. Let's have a listen. Hey there. Blimpy boy, flying through the sky, so fancy free. Well, that's pretty good, right? Homer Simpson also said Blimpy's name. I'm pretty psyched to see that, too. 
And I knew this was a thing a long time ago, but I didn't really take a look at it because I thought it was going to be something stupid. But it wasn't actually too terrible to hear that little reference to Fruit Fallout. But this would keep in mind that these, some most of the stuff that you've seen came like this is proof that Blimpy and Enzo existed way before they came out on YouTube and on the original Fruit Fallout series. So this doesn't really imply that we have to see Blimpy just basically just take all the credit. But I just, I think that's pretty cool. Alright, let's move. Alright. Welcome back. We're back for break. And now we're going to talk about Enzo. Blimpy's companion. Who is Enzo? Enzo was obviously a carrot based on his look. Blimpy was first known for meeting, no, for meeting him. Telling him to come with him to safety right after Blimpy's buds got eaten. I gave Enzo the kind of voice Blimpy has, but deeper. Whatever you do, do not give Enzo ice cream. If you do, he'll turn into a monster and try to get all the ice cream. Since carrots are vegetables. Hmm, you know, it's supposed to be a joke, you know. Now, before I start, keep in mind that Enzo is a very popular name, Italian name. So, this doesn't... Ma Italian masculine name, I should say. And this really applies to the situation because Enzo is a very popular name in Italy. And this probably makes a lot of sense that we're going to hear a lot of jokes, a lot of things going on in this inspiration. Just Enzo just basically is all over the place. So let's go ahead and talk about him, shall we? Now, first off, there's a restaurant in Quebec called Enzo Sushi. That's right. A Quebecois province has a Japanese-inspired restaurant. Now, Quebec is supposed to be like a little French part of Canada. The only French part of Canada. Good thing it's big, but just the fact that we have an entire loophole around a Japanese restaurant in a French part of this of Canada. This really implies the situation, and I'm surprised they called it Enzo Sushi. Then there's the singer Enzo Enzo. I actually tried to look him up on Wikipedia, since a lot of popular artists have their own Wikipedia page, but I couldn't find anything, so that really stinks. Then there's the character from the Vampire Diaries, Lorenzo Enzo St. John's. I have not seen the show, is I wouldn't have been impressed that Enzo St. John's is in it. But he's just a fictional character. Then there's the character from Super Mario Glitchy 4, Prinplup 14, also known as Enzo. Now what does this have to do with Enzo's name? Because Super Mario Glitchy 4 is basically this weird, weird little event like this. I'm not even sure what the crap it is. I'm just like, I think it's like some sort of like shh, like... YouTube channel or something where they make really weird jokes about Super Mario 64 or something and I'm not sure what it is about but it's probably just like something completely ridiculous and stuff so if you ever get a chance be sure to let me know what the freaking crap Super Mario Glitchy 4 is. Then you've got the creator of the Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari and you know not that I hate a thing about Enzo Ferrari just it's pretty cool actually. Then there's the song, Enzo, by DJ Snake and Shaq West, featuring Offset of Migos. Offset is one of the members of Migos. Um, 21 Savage, a rapper, and Gucci Mane, also a rapper. Let's take a listen at some of the song.
that's great, right? Then there's Ezlo from Legend of Zelda. It's basically that little bird thing who eventually becomes Link's hat, I'm pretty sure. I'm not mistaken, I didn't do too much research on Ezlo, but if anyone is a Legend of Zelda stan, please sure to let me know what the crap Ezlo's supposed to be. Then, if you've seen Seinfeld, there's one old episode where, Jer where, where, where Jerry visits a barber shop, and the barber's name is Enzo. And, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Then, Enzo's the name of a Jack Russell Terrier who played Eddie Crane on Frasier. Unfortunately, Enzo's dead. He died like 10 years ago. Probably to natural causes. Then there's a, there's a pizza restaurant in Durham, North Carolina called Enzo's Pizza. That's the most Italian pizza sentence ever written. And the last, which is the which has been confirmed to being the actual inspiration for Enzo's name, my anonymous EV presence reading the book I Survived the Titanic. And there was the main character was named Enzo, who was one of the survivors of the Titanic. So that probably makes a lot of sense. That's it for Enzo. Now let's move on to everyone's favorite sort of like auto person now if you've seen auto before you would know that he's a dumb brave survivor of the gargoyle apocalypse of 4016 who reveals he loves girls birthday parties and joy everywhere he thinks pavlova is stuff you eat at an australian birthday party his voice is supposed to be this terrible high-pitched version of axel's voice which we'll get into it a bit a bit he was first introduced in the vid blimpity bloppity at first, Otto did not have the voice he has now, just my normal voice, you know? Whatever you do, don't make him mad. If you do, he'll grow red horns and try to send you down to hell! Now, Otto's basically like Unikitty. That's basically one of the inspirations for that. Because Otto and Unikitty kind of have the same emotion span. If they get mad, they get, oh, they get really mad. They get real enraged. They are not kidding around when they get really angry. That's basically Otto's behavior, just the same as Unikitty's. And this is an inspiration for that. I just sort of spoiled one for the best of it. Now let's get to Otto's origin. So Otto is the middle name of Charlie Poots. So this wasn't this wasn't on purpose. I actually did not know Charlie Poots' middle name was Otto till just recently. Then he's also a name of a DIY robot, but I don't know too much about it to discuss it, so... Then, there's a Holy Roman Emperor called Otto the Great, or something? And he was popular for consolidating the German Reich. Reich? Reich? I'm gonna have to learn about Otto the Great to understand what he freaking does. But this is the only thing I know for sure. Then there's a pizza place in Portland, Maine, and Massachusetts called Auto Portland. Now, why, why would you call a pizza restaurant in Massachusetts Auto Portland if it's in Massachusetts? There's a Portland in Massachusetts, is there? So would that confuse everybody else if they had to just go to Portland, Maine, and just get a dang pizza there yourself? Is that where they are actually headquartered? Then there's the character Auto Man from The Simpsons. That's, he's basically, I'm, I can't show you a picture of it, but I'm pretty sure you'll look it up after this episode is over. Then there's a 2001 PC game that came out called Automatic. 
And it just, it kind of looks like one of those awful 3DO games. Like those games that have so many cheap insignificance. There's literally nothing on there but complete bullcrap. Sounds like something Cinemassacre would cover up. Those, those it, you, maybe I'll think about it, Gavin. Thanks for bringing that bullcrap up, buddy. Alright, well that's it for Otto. Now let's move on to his, his companion, Axel. And we're back. Here to talk about Otto's companion, Axel. And there's something I want to reveal to you guys about Axel. Axel is supposed to be Otto's brother. And to, if Otto's feelings are hurt, since you know, Axel gets mad when Otto's feelings are hurt because he's his brother, you know. Gotta respect him. Axel's voice is supposed to be a terrible, awful Patrick impression. He's a black belt in judo, too. Now, Axel's another common name in the English language, so you may not see too much in this particular point. First off, first off, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, Axel Rose. Now, this is not a coincidence, actually. Axel Rose is the actual lead singer of Guns N' Roses, and I heard they're planning, I don't know if they released a new album or not or something. I heard they did, but I'm not sure if they actually, I heard they did or they didn't. I heard they have an album coming up. I don't know if they did already. Then if you're a figure skater, then Axel is your best move, right? Then Axel is a character in Animal Crossing. He's the elephant dude. Now, I don't play Animal Crossing long enough to actually know what he does for a living, but what he does is remain a mystery. Then there's the character from Twisted Metal, um, I remember Twisted Metal. That was like that really dark video game or something. It's like heavy metal but with clowns and beasts. And and Axel's one of the characters. He's like a shirtless dude riding a two-wheeled contraption. Not sure what Axel's supposed to be like riding, but what I know what it is will be remade the mystery. Then there's the guard from Angry Birds Movie 2, where I think Axel's supposed to be one of the guards or something. I'm not entirely sure if that's his real name, because they probably hadn't mentioned But Axel, that's one of the characters in the Angry Birds Movie 2. Just a little heads up on that. Then that's a Kingdom Hearts character, but because I don't know too much about the game, I'm going to skip this one. Not to be confused with the Axel, A-X-E, no, A-X-L-E, which is a part of a car that supports the way, as opposed to Axel's name, A-X-E-L. And Axel Rose, not to be as opposed to Axel Rose, who spelled A-X-L, like I-X-L, but with an A. You know, just the kind of same. Oh crap, Gavin forgot to bring me on, man. Oh, this and I was supposed to get credit for a long time now. Tell me now, will you get my credit? Where credit is due, Gavin? Alright, next up is Apple. Apple, well, Apple doesn't really have... It's obvious what Apple is. Apple's a, was one of the professors in the original Fruit Fallout series. And now he's just a nobody character. So, Apple is actual Apple. I don't think there's an inspiration for what Apple supposed to be but the easter eggs that have been appearing include the company apple the restaurant applebee's the character from apple and onion how did you do this oh it's a long story 
I'll tell you it. It all started when I was trying to make my bed. As usual, I lost focus. This time it was a squeaky floorboard that was a culprit. I started singing a song like Buff Up My Head and dancing around. And you had the whole conversation with me. I didn't hear any of that. And then Bakewell Tart hung up and you said, how did you do this? Yeah, okay, I know the rest. And musical group Apple B. I mean, what kind of a name is Apple B anyway? Sounds like some little sidekick guy is always ordering around, you know. Then there's Captain Neko. Now the series is named after him, but what exactly may he be? Well, this series was created by me, Crystal Baraclo, or today known as Anonymous Evie, and 8-Bit Realu. This series is about a muscular cat who is so dumb Neko thinks he saves the day, but in reality he ruins it. If he sees somebody win $10,000, he'll say, someone won $10,000. I'll save the night, and then burn the money to a crisp with a flamethrower. He lives in a talking toilet named Tom the Talking Toilet, who tries to help him be good, but nothing works. His arch enemy is called Leroy, which is the opposite of Neko, which me as, which means he's a human with a cat body who tries to be evil, but he always saves the day. Result: Everyone loves him, and Captain Neko loves chorizo hot pockets so much he buys them all at the store. Neko is also known for doing push-ups while eating or drinking and annoys Peter Griffin a lot. I mean, doesn't he? Now let's go ahead and talk about the inspos for Captain Neko's origin story. So there's the fictional character Captain Nemo, who was popular for pawing, pa, he, since he was popular for appearing in that movie, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That's a terribly old movie, by the way. And these have been confirmed, the following two has been confirmed, the behaviors are based off Captain Underpants, since he have a low intelligence thinking he would save the day if you've seen the Netflix show, or, and it comes from Major Man from the Powerpuff Girls, because Major Man would pretend he saves the day, but he ruins it just like Captain Neko does. Now here's some unopposed theories that have actually came from him, from re my research. Meowzles from Fortnite because Meowzles has muscle, bot has muscular body and a cat head just like Captain Neko. I actually asked him if this was actually the case. He said it wasn't. So that's just been confirmed. No. Then there's candy called the Neko wafers, which has recently discontinued, and the company that makes them, the New England Confectionery Company, or Neko, not to be confused with the North Essex Community College. And also, the Japanese word for cat is Neko, N-E-K-O, which is probably how Captain Neko got his name. And Tom the Talking Toilet, his companion, is based off a book of the exact same name written by Stan Reznikoff, or however, Reznikoff? Uh, whatever. Moving on. Then there's his friend, Leroy. Leroy is supposed to be the opposite of Captain Neko. He's a human-headed cat who tries to be a villain. He tries to destroy the world, but every but save ends up saving it. His body's supposed well. It was revealed that Leroy can become naked after trying to barge in Captain Neko and Tom the Talking Toilet's home, but Tom was glad he showed up. In Leroy's debut, his voice was not falsetto. It was my voice folded upside down, so I sounded like Igor or something. Now, I did not get many inspirations for Leroy. One, that his body's based off Max from Counterfeit Cat, and that his full name's Leroy Jenkins. Which Leroy! 
which was a which you can understand you know what Leroy Jenkins is from right all right the next one is pound from the upcoming series normality brutality or norm brute for sure I'm actually thinking of calling it norm brute because norm brute rolls off the tongue very nicely so what is pound no normality brutality well, normality brutality is supposed to be the series about a pound cake who travels through certain dimensions throughout time, or the universe. He travels through several universes. Now, he's a pound cake. Keep that in mind. Pound is a literal pound cake who has friends named Trey Leches and Tiramisu. The actual inspiration for this comes from when we used to go to this restaurant near our house, Nancy Scoops, and they would always have a pound cake flavored ice cream I would always get. It was great. But now we're moving on to the next thing here. So Pound is a village in Wisconsin. Can you imagine living in a place named after a character that I actually made up all by myself without actually any credit for any of this? Because Normality Brutality is the first series ever that has not been co-created. And I've been thinking quite recently about changing the name from Normality Brutality to something else. Because what does a normal brutality have to do with cakes traveling through several universes? just seemed like something I was thinking of for, like, it's been in development since January 2020. It's done, like, most of it's done. I still have yet to complete more. But taking a sh making a show takes forever, you know? I was just trying to make a whole season is all. I might actually scrap it, actually. But just so that my friend could see it, I'll send him the link for the mp4s of unreleased episodes of this really weird cartoon then there's the toy line pound puppies honestly what even is a pound puppy is it like a puppy that wounds a puppy that is so god dang heavy that only a muscular kid can lift it up and recently they turned that into a show like 10 years ago or like 11 years ago they recently turned that into a show of the same animated series like three times they it's been a TV, tv adaptation like three times like i think one in the 80s one in the 90s and again in 2010 i'm not sure what it was called but it did appear on the hub network which is known today as the discovery family channel then pound just so happens to be a currency in places like the uk sudan egypt a lot of those places and it's pretty interesting that they make currencies really weird names, but it's not really that weird to call it something like that. Like, in in Thailand, guess what they call their currency? Bots. B-A-H-T-S. Then there's the song by Drake and Jay-Z, Pound Cake and Paris Morton Music Jr. I mean, Music 2. I recently got a lawsuit. Not only that, but it's also a name of a rock band from Poughkeepsie and a 70s rock band a or a 70s movie from Robert Downey Sr. And you say my biopic isn't good enough. Now, before I get to my next character, please note that the character I have, Ducktective Dale, is actually based off a character from Gravity Falls called Ducktective. I just don't understand who shot you. The only person clever enough to defeat Ducktective is... <gasps> Ducktective! Oh! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
You had a twin brother all along? That's the big twist we were waiting for? What a ripoff! I predicted that like a year ago. How do I know this? Because I discovered that Ducktective was a Gravity Falls character, and so I showed my friend a video of it, asked him if this is where it came from, he said yeah. So, this is proof that this is actually came from a character of the exact same case, I guess Ducktective is supposed to have his own spinoff or something. So, if you're wondering where Ducktective Dale came from and you have no idea, then you know now. So, just a little heads up on that. Anyways, let's get on to the next character, Blob. Who is Blob? Before Blob became the cartoon character who was known for leading Acnick's YouTube channel, he was the star of his own comic series since 2015. Everything about him, his looks, his personality, his name, came from a comic series I discovered in third grade called Squish, about this amoeba who goes to school and lives a normal life, like a human's. I stopped making those comics when I got into 5th grade, but I still support the creators by making my own versions of it. And just recently, they made a TV show of Squish. They made a show on HBO Max based on that comic series. So whenever you get the chance, be sure to take a look at it. And yeah, he's a big success. So, now keep in mind that Blob is an English word, so we might see a lot of things that you are not expecting to see. Perhaps just... Just a little cream of the crop today. Let's get right to it then. So there's a mobile game called Blob Runner 3D. And it just sounds like one of those awful apps. The per most of his personality comes from Whisper from Yokai Watch because both think they're more smarter than they both think both of them think they're smarter than they really are. Like you know whenever he tries to cheat on figuring out who this her, who this character is, he just looks it up instead of just freaking just giving a mental thought about it because he's not that superior, he thinks he's smart about everything and just blobs kind of the same way except he doesn't really cheat about it and plus there's a Japanese version well the Japanese dub, the original version of Yogurt Watch and the Japanese dub actually introduced a character called Blob Goblin and he looks hideous, obviously so, now, I'm not into this show anymore. It's just that the inspiration from which this came from is just sort of inspired by that exact moment. Then, in just, this is a recent Easter egg, in FNAF's security breach, Five Nights at Freddy's security breach, there is an object, there's an amalgamation of all of the animatronic parts, and they call this the blob. So, basically, blob is also in FNAF, as a giant pile of animatronic horse crap. I mean, stuff. I mean, it doesn't have a word for it yet. Then there's a Wii game called Dead Blob, D-E Blob, like, like all those New York Dutch accent people saying, oh, you seen De Blob yet? That's basically what De Blob is. And it looks like one of those fruit gushers sort of things. Just looks like something that was supporting like fruit gushers or something. In fact, the one time I had fruit gushers, I lost my tooth because of it. it. Not because it was sweet, but because my tooth was loose when I was having some. It just sort of stuck onto my gusher. So this is what made me remind me of that. Then Blob is the name of an X-Men supervillain who is the fattest supervillain I've ever seen. 
who wants to battle a fat butt supervillain based on his looks and superiority to literally everything he could do around here? You know how weird that is to just do on a normal basis? And, of course, there's a reference to his face. This, this wasn't on purpose, but they actually, this face kind of looks similar to Catbug from Bravest Warriors, which was a show that was also created by the creator of Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward. Now, this is pretty interesting, right? And keep in mind, again, Detective Dale's based off a Gravity Falls character of moderately the same name. And just Detective Dale's just actually more better sounding than Detective. But if you ever... If, if Detective ever gets his show, own show, that's when we're going to kick the bucket on this. That's when we're going to nix this entire project we're doing, including that game we're working on. Okay, now let's get right down to the next thing, the next character. Hey guys, welcome back. And this character is named Goxit. Who is Goxit? Well, Goxit is a yellow one-eyed creature who can fly and spit out tornadoes. He hangs out with Blob and makes sure nothing gets in his way. When Goxit was first introduced, his name was Gox, and he could lose his bird-like abilities and become a Rox, which failed to receive press. And the past look of him, if you've seen Olympian Enzo versus Blob and Goxit or deleted scenes, Agnick, or just anything like that, then you would know that he has a giant eyeball, one eye, a pointy buck tooth, and has yellow wings, and he just sort of reminds of the minion stuff. After my, and the past look, his buck, his pointy buck tooth was upside down instead of down low, like it was up his mouth, and he had butt wings, and after my brother commented that his first wings looked like butts, I changed the wings and the look to change the humor in 2016. So, that's basically how it all started. And after that, I called him Mike instead. But then in 2018, or 2017, I called him Goxit. Now, let's see what Easter eggs have been appearing on this. First, it's Foxit. F-O-X-I-T, a PDF reading app. Two... Gox from Mixels. This has been confirmed to being the true origin of his name. This is the symbol of our great firm, Clinker Incorporated. Our company has fallen on hard times as of late, but the gears keep right on turning. Our time will come again. Your hey, you, Einstein. You mean me? A prize for the genius. Tell me about that key. Sure. The key will lead us to the long-lost Mixamajig, the most wonderful thing in the Mixelverse. And I am the chosen one. Not anymore, you're not. Gox from Mixels. If you ever, if you ever seen that show, be sure to take a look. There's a Bitcoin, ex Bitcoin exchange in Tokyo called Gox. And, yeah, I'm not sure how well Bitcoin is doing, but... Bitcoin is just very, I'm not, hard cryptocurrency is sort of having a huge impact right now, but Bitcoin, I'm pretty sure we're coming back on top. And of course, the TV network Fox, which is owned by Disney. So Goxit is basically a Disney character, or actually no, because he's just not in a Fox show, 
but that's just that's just an Easter egg. The word fox altogether is a Easter egg for Goxit. Okay, so the last thing we're gonna do is go over miscellaneous characters. So miscellaneous characters, basically characters that have appeared only once or twice or not as many times in a single YouTube channel and like from 2019 all the way till 2022 today and we're going to have to go ahead and explain each of these characters origins now keep in mind that if you want to know who these people look like you have to check my youtube channel to get any notice about that so first is broccoli a broccoli person supposed to be a broccoli walking talking broccoli and Brock Oli was based off a joke from a Storybots episode. Slimer from Ghostbusters has made appearances from early 2019. He's he, he's not doing those anymore. He went to go film that new movie. Vanessa Moore, Enzo's crush, who... Who, as we all know, is just a very, very attractive person. And I... The word, the first name Vanessa, I completely thought out myself, but the last name came from my friend's cousin's last name, Austin Moore. Just thought it rolled off the tongue, and now everyone sort of has a crush on her now. Sort of glad I made her. Enzo Blitz. If Enzo, if you give Enzo ice cream, he turns into Enzo Blitz, which is basically just like this yellow silhouetted version of Enzo. Like, he's completely yellow. And he has a very ravenous look on his face. And he just wants to get more ice cream. This was based off a rock station my parents listened to. And if you are from oh, Columbus, you would know the name. 99.7 The Blitz. Then there's Enzo Max, which has only made a debut appearance in 2020 Halloween cartoon. And Enzo Max, if you give Enzo candy, he'll turn into Enzo Max, which is the same thing as Enzo Blitz, but he's green. And he'll want to eat more candy. And this was based off HBO Max, which was a new thing at the time. The Ghostbusters logo makes an appearance, but he also left to make that new movie. Cherry, which is basically an attractive anime sort of looking cherry with giant eyes and enormous imagination. And Cherry's look is based off the sun on Japan's flag. And we sort of knew that was a thing, because there's a whole video about that on YouTube. But if you went on there, then you would have seen what we were talking about. Then there's Therapist Lemon, who's a lemon who appeared in the original Fruit Fallout storyline, who would basically, who was a therapist. And really is no inspiration for Therapist Lemon, unless you count therapists from Lamont, Illinois. Dot here from Pocket Watch. Peter Griffin, of course. Yeah, come I had to be involved in these videos. You know often I get asked to appear in these things. In fact, I almost made it on Everybody Hates Chris but I put on set. Chibanyan from Yokai Wolf. Our pet Mookie also makes an appearance as like I'm pretty sure he only appeared in one because we named our band after him. So be sure to take that into full consideration. A character named Onion works at a drive-thru in the in the video Burger Blunder. And, and yeah, this is a pretty fun one to me. And Onion. Not to be confused with the character from Apple and Onion. I printed out.
out the invite so we know exactly where to go. Who else is going? <gasps> French fry. <laughs> you love French fry, don't you, Onion? Yeah. But she's a girl. I know, but I just love her. It's not my fault. <laughs> hey, why don't you ask her out at the party? What? You think she'd actually go out with me? Yeah, and this is the perfect time to ask her. We're already really nice people, but just imagine when she sees us dance. Yeah, and then we can hang around together. Accept invitation. Who I'm not going to refer to anymore, just Onion is just a literal round-shaped onion. He's not, he doesn't have a body like the, like the character in the show does. Swoop, the bird, the bird from Little Big Planet also makes an appearance. The bird character from Little Big Planet 3, I believe. Fanta Jaws, which is basically just Otto in a Santa costume, was based off, it was originally going to be called Fanta Claus, but I felt that it needed more of an oomph to it. So I just called it Fanta Jaws instead. Fanta, based on the soda pop and the 1975 Steven Spielberg movie of the same name. Eclipse, which I forgot to mention, but Eclipse is has appeared in the Fruit Fallout movie. The sequel, I believe, and the trequel. Those are all half-hour specials of Fruit Fallout. If you've ever seen those, go ahead and take a look at them out on my YouTube channel. And Eclipse is basically a blackberry with a mask around him. Sort of similar to, like, he has X eyes and a, and a smile on, and a little grin on his mouth. That's Eclipse. And he's a blackberry with a mat, with an evil mask around his face. And we never get to reveal his identity. So, Eclipse, there's several theories of where he came from. The gum, the space phenomenon, the Twilight Saga movie, the Pink Floyd song, or the Hans Zimmer song of the same name. Then there's Grum, which only has made one appearance. And Grum is the character that's responsible in the Fruit Fallout movie for making Blimpy evil and try to wreak havoc on Columbus. But I'm not trying to make a 9-11 part 2. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to make a 420 or anything. It's just Blimpy. It's just, this is just a little something. And Grum is based off a Scottish DJ who has the exact same name. From the gum that makes you evil, enough to die from, enough to die from you. And the cave monster in the movie, the part one, the first Fruit Fallout movie, just looks like the watchdogs from Wander Over Yonder because he's just supposed to be eye. He's supposed to be a walking, talking eyeball, just like the character in the show. Next, the Bay Bays, which consist of apple, banana, and lime. A.K.A. the Big Anti-Blimpy and Enzo's for short, which is or the Big Anti-Blimpy and Enzo's. That's what it stands for. It is a spoof of quasi-government agencies, most but majorly Men in Black. All right, Beatrice. There was no alien. Flash of light you saw in the sky was not a UFO. Swamp gas from a weather balloon was trapped in a thermal pocket and refracted the light from Venus. Well, wait, wait a minute. So you just flash that thing, it erases our memory, and you, you just make up a new one? A standard-issue neuralizer. And that weak-ass story is the best you can come up with. All right. On a more personal note, Beatrice, Edgar ran off with an old girlfriend. You're going to go stay with your mom a couple nights, you're going to get over it and decide you're better off. Well, yeah, you know, because he, he never appreciated you anyway. In fact, you know what? You kicked him out. 
And now that he's gone, you're going to go in town, you go to Bloomingdale's, you find yourself some nice dresses, get yourself some shoes, you know, find somewhere, maybe you get a facial. And, uh, oh, hire a decorator to come in here quick, because, damn. Because I've heard it was a thing. I just thought it was one of those terrible FBI movies. But when I first, but when I finally got to see it, it was actually a comedy more than a movie that had FBI deals. So I was completely inaccurate in this one because Men in Black was basically about studying alien behavior, not trying to eliminate people who they are against. Just that's what the big anti-Blimpian Enzos were supposed to be. And those were introduced in the sequel. So if you ever get that chance, be sure to take a look at that scene and give me some pointers on what you think of that scene. Gavin, I think you were thinking of Perry the Platypus. He's barely an FBI agent. Just without the dark suit and that weird head it is. Blippy, which is a or a blue version of Blippy, like a more dark blue version, is based off that cringy YouTuber who I will never ever in a thousand ever in five hundred sixty-four quintillion nine hundred five nine hundred five quadrillion seven hundred and eight trillion. 213 billion 864 million 113,876 years say the name of never in those amount of years anzo anzo which is the ash the a and e mixed together enzo which is a more more differently colored version of enzo was based off we we it would it originally didn't have an origin but then when Elon Musk got that new son, which he gave that confusing name, that's we decided that's where it came from. So, and of course this was way before Elon Musk had his son like that. But we just thought it was pretty cool to do on that kind of level. And please, Elon Musk, if you're listening to this right now, name your baby something that we can actually say. What if, what if he goes to school? Are your teacher is your is your teacher expected to say okay x ash a x i i can you read the next sentence for me please you think that your teacher's gonna be okay with that no you don't like it you can kiss my fat butt you give your person why do celebrities give weird their sons really really stupid names it doesn't make sense to me I mean Dusty Rose Levine are you kidding me. If you don't like the way we name kids, you can kiss her shiny round butt. Garth from Counterfeit Cat, which is basically like an alien who tries to keep his identity a secret by wearing a cat costume the entire time, makes an appearance, except that he's in out of his cat costume and he's out of his cat costume in this one. Blenzo and Enzi, you probably have those appear in the Fruit Fallout Trequel. Those guys, that was a reference to a Yokai Watch movie where Whisper and Chibanyan basically accidentally fused together to make Buchinyan. If you ever seen, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop making those kinds of things, but that was an actual part of the movie, and we sort of just thought we would sort of take something like that and just make a little anagram, or actually a rather a portmanteau of Blimpy and Enzo twice. And this was in 2019, so obviously this we didn't have any choice of whether or not we'd actually do it. Seymour Skinner and Superintendent Chalmers make appearances. Well, Gavin, I made it. This is the directions. Twice in the YouTube channel where you know where they came from. Do you? And coronavirus makes an appearance in the show. Like, 
coronavirus is its own character. Corona in in Acnic, COVID is a character. Like he's like he's the character COVID is in the video. It's basically supposed to be this in, unintelligible, like buck toothed character. Though his looks pretty inaccurate, I know. Vinny from Family Guy makes an appearance. Hey, nice outfit. Fancy pair of shoes, too. As well as Amazon Alexa. Well, the two, there was the tune in Short Shorts 2, I believe. We made that tune in 2019. I don't I don't use the Echo Dot anymore, but but in the making of that tune, we did. And lastly, Animal Vita Maroon 5 makes a cameo appearance in one of our recent videos. Hey, my voice isn't that high. Okay, but it is. Now, yeah, this was based off some family guy joke. Stewie Griffin blowing an Adam Levine whistle. Basically, that's just because he sings so high all the time. It's just we thought we'd sort of make a little recreation of that joke to people who can't watch family guy. And lastly, there are some characters in Acnic who have absolutely no Easter eggs, no inspiration, nothing. There's absolute there's like a bunch of characters who don't have a single inspiration or Easter egg or origin story. They just sort of came in out of nowhere. And these characters include Face, who is an actual face, Slimer, Barry, Ghostbusters logo, Orange, Rob, the character who drank a bunch of coffee and became a monster, Unblimpy, what would happen if Blimpy ate ice cream, Mousy, who is a mouse, Burger, who is a burger, Celius, which is supposed to be a cell who appeared on The Price is Right and got an awful showcase. Alright, Jeremy, your showcase is all about doing whatever you want, and how about doing whatever, but you're going to have to waste a lot of time. For instance, you may be slightly deserved outside when you hear a bunch of noise coming from your brand new dog whistle. From, from, from Dogway, this dog whistle makes any dog stop barking. Okay, that's starting to hurt my ears. Can you stop? Next, you may want to disturb yourself for the time. So why don't you take your ASMR into your brand new MP3 player? From Apple, this disgracefully used MP3 player makes you listen to any music at any time at all. If say... I want it that way. And finally, you may want to just drive out of yourself. So why don't you take a little trip to your family's house in the smallest city in Buford, Wyoming? I paid tons of money for this. I paid a debt to do this. King Germ, who was uh, invicted by by Fana Jaws. Poop, which is the worst character I've ever created. I am not wanting him in any more of my videos. Pineapple, who appears in the Fruit Fallout sequel. Watermelon, who was a character I had made, who was an idea of a character I would put in okay, Fruit Fallout, but initially got a little scrapped because there was a limit to that. Gark from Counterfeit Cat. Sumo Dude, which is a sumo wrestler dude who could barely speak Japan Japanese properly. Superintendent Chalmers, Seymour Skinner. Gavin, please stop. We're heading home now. There might be inspirations for these two, but this is not what I have done. I had nothing to do with this inspiration. 
coronavirus, no inspiration. Finny from Family Guy, I'm not sure if he has an inspiration too, considering he's voiced by Tony Sirico, who appeared on The Sopranos multiple times. Glove, Chiel Trom and You, which are which are fictional producers of songs I make. Orca, who is an orca. Amazon Alexa, Adam, and any workers in the office. Okay, you guys, that's it. We are officially done with the show. Well, there you go, you guys. All the inspirations for songs, I mean characters of Acnic that I've created throughout history of 2019 all the way till today. And a new episode is expected to come... A new video is expected to come out in in two weeks. And I've recently gotten early access to video podcasts. So this means that I will be able to share you a few videos of basic acne commentary episodes. If you don't... If you're not interested in me making video content on, on Spotify and stuff like that, we can, we can deal with that. But... We just, I've just recently been informed that we have, we would have early access to video podcasts. So if you get the chance, please. So if you want me to do this, I will. It's, but this is not going to be a thing I'm going to be doing all the time. I'm not going to be doing this entirely. I'm just going to do just like a couple of video podcasts because a lot of, because we started out using audio and video podcasts did exist in, January 2020 it's just that we have tons of ideas we have tons of styles we have tons of things we can do to improve our podcasts but this isn't going to be the way we're going to do it from now on audio is the the original version of every podcast there ever was so I'm just going to keep it simple for you guys this is how audio is going to be we're not going to do video the entire time we will do video at most points but not always so all right you guys i'm sorry to keep you waiting like this have a nice day thank you for listening to acne commentary come in tomorrow to hear another and be sure to send me a message or whatever it's well i'm not telling you what to do i'm just saying Thanks for listening to Acnic Commentary. Come on tomorrow or sometime at all to listen to more. Oh, is anybody here? I'm here to try out for hairspray.